You know, everyone who works, and especially you now, you have a career in engineering, you also, though, have an extensive notation and music ability that comes about through Byzantine music. Uh, it's not something that everybody has. Were you always interested in it? Where did this knowledge come from? That's Father Christopher Metropolis, the host of this broadcast called Come Receive the Light. And we're going to hear the answer to that question and a whole lot more in just a moment. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Father Chris is also the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology and the founder of this ministry more than 25 years ago. You can find us on the web at myocn.net. That's myocn.net. Here's Father Chris. Dr. Konstantinos Gaikis is much more than an experienced educator, consultant, and researcher at the Department of Industrial and Systems Engineering at the University of Florida, where he has been teaching decision support systems and quality control. He is also, though, a main chanter at St. Elizabeth's Greek Orthodox Church in Gainesville, and he's often spotted chanting at various Greek Orthodox churches across the state. Welcome, Costa. Nice to have you on the program. Nice to have you, Father. So you are a, a professional um, with obviously a very important day job. I have to say that I'm um, partial to the University of Florida. I must uh, confess that because I have two of our children, of our six, that graduated from there. It's a great institution. Um, you're a professional with a day job, so to speak, and yet you strive to stay involved with and active in your faith. Uh, would you like to share with us a little bit about your background and where you grew up and the role that faith played in your life? Yes, I come uh, from Greece. I was born in a town in uh, northern Greece, in uh, Macedonia. My family was always very close to the church, and so I grew up in a very uh, Christian environment with uh, strong faith and uh, very a life very close to the church. Mm -hmm. Throughout my life, I have been uh, living close to the church, with uh, the services, but also trying to be a faithful Christian. And my life, uh, I was trying my life to be consistent with my uh, faith. Mm -hmm. So I was very frequent to uh, the Sunday school uh, uh, back in Greece. And I also uh, just uh, going to Christian uh, summer camps mm -hmm. during the summer. And then I had uh, very nice spiritual experiences uh, during my student years. During that period, I have visited the Holy Mountain uh, several times. And I remained uh, active. I was part of a group of students that was active in, uh, let's say, missionary work. Mm -hmm. And I remained connected with the church. And when I came for my PhD back to the United States for my doctoral work at the University of Florida, I became active at uh, the life of St. Elizabeth uh, Greek Orthodox Church. Mm -hmm. Then I moved back to Greece for several years, and about five years ago, I came back to the United States, and I found my old friends and my old uh, American uh, church. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I reconnect it. Well, you know, everyone who works, and especially you now, you have a career in engineering, uh, you also, though, have an extensive notation and music ability that comes about through Byzantine music. Not everybody has that, and having studied it here at the College School of Theology and Seminary in, in Brookline, where I serve as president, uh, it's not something that everybody has. Um, were you always interested in it? Where did this knowledge come from? How did you come about it? Yes, uh, I should say that I was always interested. Traditional uh, hymns were uh, common in, in my family. Mm-hmm. So around the age of 15, I decided to formally train, to receive formal uh, training in uh, Byzantine uh, music uh, with the traditional uh, notation, and that uh, happened in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Back in Greece, and then I started uh, learning uh, in a school. Yeah, the school. school mm-hmm. Where I, I started going, uh, and uh, of course I joined the choir, the choir of the cathedral in my hometown, and I continued. I progressed, and then when I became a student in uh, Thessaloniki, I joined the choir of uh, Hagia Sophia, uh, the cathedral of Thessaloniki, and this way I was able to progress and become. Uh, familiar with the music, and then mm-hmm. at some point I was able to chant uh, on myself. Okay. You know, in, in speaking to, you mentioned you'd gone to the Holy Mountain. I've, I've been there a few times myself, and I've found that chanting and praying are food for the soul. And many times we don't give ourselves the opportunity to communicate with God that way. Um, let's talk about possibly some particular hymns that that you enjoy chanting, and what is it about them that, that draws you to them? I could say one is uh, a hymn called uh, Sertan Anavalomenon, is the uh, Doxasticon of the Apocalypses. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a hymn that is being sung both on Holy Week and also after uh, the Easter. Yeah, and Very this nice is for, uh, melody. Let's hold on a second. For our English-speaking uh, only audience, yeah. Uh, this is a hymn that is chanted on Holy Friday when Christ during Holy Week is brought down from the cross. I just want to put that in perspective for our listeners. Go ahead, please, Costa. And uh, really, that has this uh, wonderful combination of uh, lamentation and glorification and uh, hope for uh, the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I, this is one of, of the hymns that I enjoy chanting. Okay. And I have very strong memories from that from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Because uh, during the services in Holy Week, another thing that I like very much is uh, the Doxasticon of the Matins of the Holy Fathers, mm-hmm. which is sung three times a year. Donagium Paterno Horos, the chorus of the Holy Fathers. All Fathers, yes. It is a wonderful uh, hymn and okay. really expresses in, in a very melodic uh, way the importance of uh, the Holy Fathers and uh, the theology and importance of our tradition and that connection but, uh, to the early church through our fathers and through our uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. And, and I think too, Costa, you help me if you think I'm wrong here. Part of the problem we face today is that everything has to be quick. Everything has to be new. And we don't realize that if we go down into this treasure chest that we call Orthodox Christianity or Byzantine music, we can find things that have not changed for centuries. Very special things that the fathers of the church built their faith on so that we would have that faith to build our families on. 
Do you feel that that's correct? Yes. Uh, some of the psalms that we sing, probably they draw their, uh, their melodies from the practice of uh, Jewish synagogues. Yeah. So it is, I mean, I find it very, very inspiring and very thrilling. And okay. honoring the tradition is very important. Well, let's do this for a second. Can you tell our listeners about Byzantine chant and sort of the role of music that can enhance our understanding and appreciation of the way in which we worship? Because... For some people, even those who have been born into the church, uh, we are now in the sixth generation here in the United States of America. And some people just don't get it, what, what is going on in the church. For some, it's even an alien. They, they have Converts have said to this, when they come into their church, they feel like they've landed on another planet. They don't really understand. Can you sort of weave that together for us and, and talk about the importance of music, worship, latria? Could you help us there? Yes, uh, I think it's the music that tries to bring concentration of your mind and concentrate your mind in this beautiful world and give you the opportunity uh, to pray and uh, to meditate on uh, these beautiful words. Uh, the whole hymnology and uh, the whole liturgical process is really a reminder of what we believe of the events of the Old Testament and New Testament, the Byzantine chant is, in essence, it's a simple chant. We don't want to make it very complicated. It has to, nice, to sound nice, but it shouldn't be complicated. But its beauty is in, in the simplicity and in the way that it is expressed by the cantor, the simplicity in which it, is, it comes out uh, from the cantor. All right. Um, I remember uh, my years a young, as a young child. I remember our chanter, and for me, I, I was American-born, uh, second generation. I knew nothing, nothing at all about what the man was chanting, um, which was my, my loss, frankly, <laughs> from my younger years. Uh, when I came to the seminary, my Greek was fairly good, but honestly, I didn't understand these hymns, which were written in, I believe, Hellenistic Greek, the Greek of Paul, until about my third, mm-hmm. until my third year. So it took me three years until I had sort of that aha moment. You know, I said, oh, finally, I understand what's happening. So I can imagine that there might be people who sit in the pews, uh, listening to chanters who do their work, and say to themselves, my goodness, what is that man or woman doing up there chanting? I don't understand. They must believe in this so much. So if you'll... Allow me to, I'd like to go in the final question into your heart for a minute and say to you, why do you do what you do? Why is chanting so important to you? And what has it done for you as an Orthodox Christian? Well, sometimes, in many cases, the language is an obstacle. Uh, in St. Elizabeth, I sang most of the hymns uh, in English, hoping to be able to pass some of my tradition to... Uh, the people that do not uh, understand uh, Greek. Mm-hmm. But really, what is happening with the cantor, I mean, uh, singing in the third, chanting in the third, is really not uh, a logical process. Uh, it, it has become really a way of life. It's mm-hmm. part of uh, who I am. And the melodies, not only the melodies, but also the, the words of the hymns, are very well uh, sounding uh, in my mind. It's also... It's has become part of myself, and it's coming uh, 
almost automatically every day, I think, what who, who is the sense that we're representing or on Sundays, what is today's uh, Sunday, and immediately when I think of all these things, these melodies come into my, my mind in a very beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Now, having said, said that, people should not think that a chanter is, something is a challenge because a chanter or a cantor uh, during his uh, chanting is faced with a temptation and the temptation is to stop chanting, really chanting, and start singing. Mm-hmm. So there are some temptations uh, associated with chanting. Uh, Sometimes we may find ourselves into the temptation to singing in a way as to impress our audience. Mm-hmm. But really, we don't have an audience, and we're not there to impress or please someone, but really to express our prayer in a, in a very nice way, in a, in, a, in a way that it is really deserving for uh, what we are saying. So it's, it's, it's a very big uh, responsibility, it's a very big uh, talent. Oh. 